You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Place Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people I just told to my managers who like had fired me, they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? Dog, they sick, man. Yada yada, and I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. So in that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm gonna sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one. Mm-hmm. And it talks of the god creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang, if you like. Like, I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's and I want somebody that's about whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like, there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes. And that is what I live by because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. Welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the building, whipping it up, and I got a friend of the show coming back, man. The last time you guys heard this brother was back in April of 2019. He was on episode 107. He had just dropped the Stardust Project. Since then, he's put out two other projects um leading up to his solo debut album so the two other projects was the mojave tapes which was fire and then watch more tv a collaborative project um but you know he just dropped enter dreamland my my guy been on the source he's been on the dj drama website i mean he's he's on spotify playlists you know big things popping for my guy 8-bit j 8-bit say what's up to the people bro what's up y'all man welcome it's good, back. it's good to be back man it's man good to be back. bruh bruh i can't believe like it was it, it seemed like it was just yesterday but i looked it up looked up the actual date you know we put out that episode in april of 2019 so man you've been working bro yeah man um with stardust i remember like it was it was like that was like the only only interview well you know just the podcast doing that was like one of the things that kept me afloat during that time Wow. Because um, I felt like we dropped a good body of work, but, you know, I wasn't able to drop a video for 007 because, you know, um, we kind of just got jipped for that. Right, right. We shot the whole thing, but, you know, uh, I, I guess we just kind of took like a trust thing with the handshake, you know, <laughs> we tossed in that money and, you know, dude, you just deal with some fraudulent ass people. So, 
that was kind of demoralizing until we started rocking a couple of shows out here in the city. Right, right before I dropped the Mojave tapes, and that I, that kind of just like lit a fire under my ass, bro. It was mm. like, you know, that kind of just drove me to drop Dreamland, which I started writing like at fucking December, probably. Yeah, yeah, man. So, yeah, man, we've just been uh, just been trying to put out put out work, and um, you know, first there's just I feel like everything I want to put out is quality, but yeah, Dreamland was really like that one where. You know, yeah, I'm focused on some other stuff, but that was really the main shit that I was focused on, man. I was, I I knew I had to make this the best thing I've ever created, like bar none. Well, let's let's go let's go into it, bro, track by track. Um, yes, Dreamland, and for those that have not heard or listened, you know, you guys, at the end of this conversation, you will definitely fall in love with this album. I promise you, I promise <laughs> you. So, um. And you and you can fall in love with it for for many ways because there's so many aspects, so many angles, uh, so many talking points that you know with the story that you weaved here, man, it's 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 dope. And always like it's almost like when I when I listen to you, I feel like I get a I don't know if I said this last time, but I get a Kid Cudi vibe, you know, right? Um, Kid Cudi, 808s and Heartbreaks, just like a a real. Like you said, it's not about the bar, just more about the story and, and the feeling. And just right. your own thought process of, oh man, I, I've been through this. <laughs> like right. it just it just it, takes you back yeah. to past relationships and past parts of your life. Right. It's like it's like what we were talking about for uh, you know, just uh, a couple of like seconds ago. Like, you know, it's not like you're it technically is lyricism because I think storytelling and all that type of shit should be considered lyricism. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not you know your typical punchline lyricism. It's, it's not. It's not your lyrical exactly. miracles. It's yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. Well, even even that, but it's not even like your cipher bars. It's nah. not your you know. It's not. It's not your boom bap hip hop shit. Yeah, it's just nah. you know you more your. I would probably if you if I were had did have to label it like your conscious shit. You know, it's just That's yeah. Cool. You know, you have your you know your more uh, story driven. Your more story driven. You know, concepts. It's all. It's really about what they're what they're saying and what they're trying to tell you rather than just you know trying to impress you with bars facts facts well, shoot man track one enter dreamland bro the beat i feel like set the tone sonically for the whole mm-hmm. project um vo- the voice samples in the track you know they're both eerie and soothing at the same time uh the bells they sound like an old Jack in the box toy. <laughs> you know, live to be free. We run in the sun. We no longer kids. We gotta be young. We give to be rich. We cry for the pain. We pray for the weak. It drives us insane. It's hard to perceive. We run in these shoes. With lesser to live. With too much to lose. I might see my end. I might just pretend. I pray up to pop. The hearts of men. No tears shed for a fucking degenerate. My future holds whiskey, pissing and lit cigarettes. Maybe I'm too passive with letting all Like the old little baby, uh, yeah, I, I forget what the fuck you call it, but yeah, the thing that little puts like, you know, the little babies to sleep. Yes. So they put over the crib. Yeah. That joint, yeah. And then the lyrics for the song 
it's just it just hits bro i mean honestly i feel like this song could be the first or the last song of a project just depending on how you want to flip it you right know? um but yeah man enter enter dreamland bro tell us about it man well with enter dreamland um that was a track that I forgot when exactly I made it through like the track listing because I know like one of the first tracks I did for this was like um, Bad and Solo. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this one, I really felt like once I made this, like, oh, okay, that, that was like when it all started to gel together. Like, oh, okay, now we're getting a real direction. Like this shit is starting to have legs now. Now it's starting mm-hmm. to get stronger. We're starting to really feel where the fuck this album is going. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I always feel like a, a an intro is, like, you need that. I think you really need that in order to um, really give direction to where an album is going. Like, I feel like the intro is, it really, like, it's supposed to set the tone for what is to come or, you know, what the album's about. And, yeah, with the with thing, with thing there, I just kind of want to really set the tone especially with uh you know talking about the gun in my lap and how we were just like you know a couple of uh, old richmond cats like crammed up into the acura it kind of uh, i kind of like got inspiration from the art of peer pressure from good kid mad city okay on that you know just like just as far as i remember when he was talking about like you know um you know, a quarter tank of gas a pistol and orange soda and i was just like yeah okay cool so you know, just, just just like setting the tone, like you can mm-hmm. see that shit in your head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can just see that shit in your head. It's just like, you know, simple shit that we did, you know. So when we were like all cruising around, just looking for bullshit to get into. And, um, you know, just kind of, you know, that, that was also just like the setting of uh, my life at the time where, you know, shit was just kind of like bleeding into the next day. I didn't necessarily know where... I was going. Mm. I just knew that it was nowhere positive. Yeah. So that that was kind of the thing. And, you know, Enter Dreamland to me also, I wanted this beat to sound so weird. And and that's why, you know, with the Japanese uh, quote at the end, where it says, uh, you know, uh, some say death is the beginning. Um, I mean, some say death is the end. Here's the beginning. Enter Dreamland. Mm. Um, I wanted this to feel like, foreign to people because yeah. when you enter this storm of uh this uh, type of depression because i always felt like dreamland to me was like like the coherent thoughts of a man losing his mind mm. uh, i yeah. wanted this to feel foreign because when you are in this type of depression there is nothing about your life that feels usual right. things aren't making you happy anymore you know you're just running through the motions um, yeah, and, and just every everything looks everything to looks normal, but it isn't. Mm. So that that that's that's where uh, Dreamland is, and also the beat, you know, with the with the little baby carriage thing. I always just thought, you know, just the idea of dream, the idea of dreams and death and sleep is just, you know, it all it all just meshed together so well for me. Like, bro, you have some <laughs> you have some cold lines in there, bro. You said. Before this cancer ails me, maybe paranoid shit. Before this cancer ails me, maybe the gunner, the boozer, the fucking pills will kill me. Brain getting trippy. Ain't no bitch to fucking fill me. Posting in the car with a shooter point. When you when you said that, I was like, oh my god. All right, this this is where we going, bro. 
<laughs> yeah, um, that's funny because, uh, you know, I, well, I guess it's not funny, but I, I mean, you know, I, maybe I just have like a dark sense of humor when it comes to this shit. But yeah, uh, yeah, cancer does run in my family. So I, I, that was just a line that ran with that. I was like, okay, yeah, if this cancer doesn't kill me, maybe, you know, maybe all the bullshit I'm putting into my body at the time would kill me. And, you know, around that time of my life when I was like 19, which is probably like the setting of where this is, that was kind of like where my uh, grandfather passed away of cancer, which was really weird to me. Mm-hmm. seeing something like that you know because you're young and you don't really expect someone you, you you we all know like an old dude who's still super active still mm-hmm. doing like hella shit he's still loud and you know seeing seeing like something like that like kind of deteriorate a man into nothing to the right. point where you know now they're just like they're like this skinny mess they're no longer eating they can't smile no more they can't feel joy so yeah that was that was just that was just that, you know, just to add on to everything. But so, you know, that's, yeah. Like just the idea if, you know, if death, if, if, you know, I don't get shot or if this cancer doesn't kill me, maybe I'll be, uh, maybe I'll just do it with my, maybe I'll just do this shit myself, you know? And that's, and that's what you said. Like the, the depression, the the mind state, just Mm -hmm. where you were going with that. You know, I could just tell like, wow, we, we on the journey with this one. And just mm-hmm. listening to Stardust, I already know how you give it up with the storytelling. So I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this is about to be dope. And yeah, then, man. And then, bro, like, you be dropping some, like, deep, like, metaphysical type lines, you know? Like, at least the way, when I hear it, I'm like, oh, man, is he, is this your own intuition coming up with this? Are you reading certain things? Are you listening to certain things that are giving you these ideas? But when you said control a body, create a body of work, wake up the next day and climb out of the dirt. Like control a body and create a body of work, bro. Where where was you at? Where was you at mentally when you said that line or when you came up with that line? Yeah, control a body create uh, yeah. Um Yeah, I mean I it's um with where I was there, I think I was just like on just the idea of I think I was just the idea of like, uh, yeah, it was just just kind of like being in like a fucking limbo, man. Yeah. You know when you when you're just like, when you just like have nothing, when you just have like nothing to offer, you feel well. Mm. All you could really do is like start creating. When you all you could do is start creating shit. Yeah. I feel like that that that's like super. Uh, that that's like when a lot of like. As fucked up as it seems, a lot of like gold could come out, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, and the whole climbing out of the dirt thing was kind of just like a play on. Um, at the end of Stardust, obviously, you know, right. and, um, stars only shine for you. Yep, I, yep. I you know shoot myself. So this is kind of like okay, you're you're in that you're in that sense of death and life right now. You're in the middle right now. And that to me kind of felt like what Dreamland was. You ain't dead yet, but you know you, this is this is the limbo. Like this is the last chance for you to see, you know, to see shit here. Mm-hmm. This is where you know the dreams that you can't control really follow. Like when your life flashes before your eyes, you know, this right. is where you're at right now. Hard, bro. And then we transition into voicemail. Mm-hmm. 
Open my eyes and smoke a cig and see the clouds above me to think of my life. And if I spent it just And I remember money, you had, uh, you had hit me about the album. I was like, bro, if it sounds anything like voicemail, man, I'm I'm with it. Because <laughs> I was loving that song, bro. Just like, man, the, the Fire Soul sample. Um, just a, a... That was uh, the, the soul for, uh, for voicemail. That was, uh, I think, Smokey Robinson. Is that what that was? Okay. And yeah, then, Smokey Robinson, uh, much better off. Uh, yeah, okay. Smokey Robinson. Yeah, and it was just... Yeah, I, I, you know what? There might have been a, might have been another sample in there, too, though. Yeah. So, you know, you might not be lying about that, because I think I saw something about, you know, when I was, like, looking this shit up and all that. But, yeah, yeah I know the Smokey Robinson is, like, the vocal samples there. Yep, yep. Yeah. And that's and that's the theme. That's a theme throughout this project, man. Like the voice samples uh-huh. were used beautifully throughout the whole project, man. Yeah, I, I think with the voicemail, uh, I felt like, you know, I didn't know how it was going to fit within the uh scheme of the project, which is probably why I released it so early. Mm-hmm. But after a while with so much people, you know, loving this and, you know, and, and eventually, you know, just when you're creating something, cause I wasn't done with the album yet. I just put it out just to put it out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just kind of felt like this is something that I have to put in there. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I wanted this originally as the intro, but then, you know, uh, it just didn't feel, it just didn't like quite feel right. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, then I made enter dreamland and I was like, ah, there it is. Yeah, There's the it. transition right there. There's the transition right there. Boom. Well, and I feel like that was it. That was just like a good, you know, kick in the ass to like kind of just really like, okay, now, now we're going. Now we're running with this shit. And um, with voicemail, I think it was just like a uh, – it was just good to like kind of just bar up and just spit all that shit and just go go uh, go out and just say everything that I really wanted to say. Just yeah, the yeah. idea, just the idea of, you know, waking up, just the idea of like waking up from this shit and, you know, now we're on, you know, now, now we got to start really, now we really got to start doing our shit. Like, um, you know, if you, if you still here, you might as well put in that work to do it. Shit. You know, that's, yeah. uh, I just, I just really wanted to get in my bag. I just really wanted to get in my bag for that one where, um, where like the beat just can carry it where the beat just like carries the whole fucking thing man i'm telling you it's just it's just that vibe and obviously the gil scott with the little gil scott hair and sample like mm-hmm. there's still like a lot of conscious bars in there which which is why i love like a lot of this album i feel like no song on here is just like straight bars mm-hmm. not because you, you, like, you're telling the story man because yeah exactly like, with, with the you know with the girl on on the vo- like leaving the voicemail it introduces us to this relationship that has taken you on this roller coaster um i mean you're already on a roller coaster of life and then this relationship is like kind of the backdrop of the ups and the downs and because you're you're talking about it throughout the whole throughout the whole joint so um it just it it's a it's a good introduction to the relationship and what's what's going on with you throughout the whole project. It's like a it's like a sum up of a lot of it, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, just the whole um, seeing my parents as more providers, you know, right. than people that I can speak to to get my ass inspired. Like you know, I feel like that that's just like a lot of us, you know, with um, black and Hispanic families where you know we don't really feel like we can talk to a lot of people, right. 
And then he was you like, know. my mother, my mom would cry if she knew the stuff I think about. My ex would uh, hit me if I, hit me. You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, she knew all this shit. If she actually listened and like heard all the bullshit, I would speak about her or whatever. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah, out of yeah. out of respect, you're not gonna go all the way in and, and expose everything, but hey, I still gotta share some things because this is right, this, you know, this it, is my it, therapy. You know what? Exactly. Like to me, I think it's like, you know, when 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 you especially you know when my mom is like you start you start rapping, they think you're speaking they they she probably thinks I'm speaking bullshit when I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he probably thinks I'm just speaking bullshit when I rap, mm. but yeah, you know, it, it, it gets deeper than that. I I think people really do underestimate how much you know, how much therapy it is because you know people say it all the time, so it starts to sound corny to folks. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I can understand why that it, it would seem that way, where it's just like an eye roll, like uh huh, yeah, yo, it's therapy to you, okay, cool man. But <laughs> you know, I feel like. Um, I feel like that shit's important, man. You know, you just kind of worry. It's just getting shit off your chest. And, and how open I was with the, with this track is just why I love it so much. Where I'm able to, like, you know, talk about, uh, you know, how well I'm able to get off these ghosts about, you know, how I was never able to connect with my parents on a, you know, on a real level because to them, they never really took me as, you know, you know, they never took our depression serious. Mm. you know or you know just being able to just rap about you know your ex and saying that you know if she were to hear this shit that you know it would just lead to another fight which also is just like another thing leading to you know how how toxic you know some of these fucking relationships can be sometimes yeah yeah man it's, but it was it, it was some bars that was that was hard hitting and it was just like it was just a good introspective type deal where, like you said, the, the beat can, can take you somewhere. You're telling a story, you're opening up, you know, and just telling us what's going on and what you're thinking about, uh, which, which makes us reflect. And then it's like, like you said, it's therapeutic. And like, I personally, um, I have a, I have a therapist, you know what I mean? And so, uh, right. and it's one of those things where you didn't, you don't know how much you need one until you start going to see one. And it's like, Oh, mm. this is basic. Like everybody needs this, you know? And so, um, part of, part of what I do as, as a podcaster, this is like conversation is therapy for me, period, you know? And so mm-hmm. me just, just talking to someone about an idea about a topic and just getting everything out, um, is, is part of, is part therapy for me. But then the professional therapy part is great. Um, because I can talk to someone who is like an expert at healing on the mind. Yeah. Expert on the uh-huh. mind. And I can like actually take steps to heal, but like you do need that beginning step or that, or that outlet, that creative outlet to be able to, you know, help heal yourself right. on your own. Cause you can't have a, a professional therapist there 24 hours a day. So the mm-hmm. way that you're, the way that you're, you know, expressing yourself through your music, like, if you don't do this, you could be putting yourself in danger. <laughs> I definitely, you know? would, I definitely would be. I did, I could, I could honestly tell you right now that I would be putting myself in danger had I not had these outlets. I probably, yeah, I, I, I honestly could probably guarantee you that if it wasn't for this shit, I would not be here right now. Man, that's heavy. And um, 
when I made the mixtape, I made a mixtape, Dreamland, you know about. But, yep. you know, obviously who would ever be listening to this, they probably wouldn't know that. Mm-hmm. I made a mixtape called Dreamland in 2018. And when I made that mixtape, it was kind of in the similar vein of this. But that was more like a fascination of just – well, not a fascination. That was more of a um, – idea of dreams and aspirations what they could do for you when you are in a depressed when you are in this kind of depression like just kind of searching for something is like you know helps you move forward that it was like a that's like a coping mechanism like that you use mm-hmm. that you, you use like dreams and aspirations to push you forward and wake up every fucking morning well fact. i feel with this dreamland was it just a fascination with the mind Mm. Yeah, I, these are the dreams that you can't control. Mm. This is what this album is about. It's the dreams you can't control. It's the little voice in your head that speaks to you every night. It's, you know, the ideas of suicide. It's the ideas of, you know, not feeling good enough. It's the ideas of, you know, what makes you angry, what makes you, you know, what just, you know, keep what is on your mind, the things that you can't control, your conscience. It, it's, this is what this dreamland's about to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, I needed to, I needed to grow up with the idea of having a, an idea like dreamland, mm-hmm. you know, just, just even just the living those two years and how much of a difference, you know, everything, how much of a difference everything is even just as far as music making and just my perspectives on things, you know, how much shit can change in two years. So that, that was kind of like the gist of it with this album where I really want to go with to just dive in, dive into, you know, obviously I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the fucking spokesperson for mental health, nor do I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but all you're, I could do you're is to fight Char- Charlemagne for that, bro. Y'all going to have to fight for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, I guess we would. I mean, that would, I think that would always be a fun interview. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he is—he's an expert of mental health right now, bro. So you can't—you can't touch him on that. Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's okay. You know, he's—you know—we'd uh, have to probably go at it with a couple of things. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, with, with the but yeah, with that, and like I said, nor do I want to be. But all I could do is kind of give my perspective on my mental health and everything that I've gone through. And, um, I know, I know my problems aren't, aren't like, you know, I'm not alone in my problems. I don't think you could listen to this whole album. I don't think there's like a soul, at least in my neck of the woods or where people that I kind of know that could listen to this whole album and not relate to one song. I really don't think there's That's a fact. That's a fact. Now, track three, Get Down, bro. I mean, mm. this one was just, this is just a vibe, period. You know? Shout out like, to, to Gene Terrell. Bad bitches looking for a husband through a horoscope. I wish I sold dope so I could get back to the poor folks. But that ain't what I'm all about. They say you lying, man. You yapping out your fucking mouth. Well, so be it. I guess I got too much demons in my closet. Dreams of gold that be dripping out my faucet. Oh, that's the, that's the producer? Oh, that's the that's yeah. sample. Yes, sample. Gene Terrell, uh, No Limit. Man, just hard, bro. You had Don Kingdom on there. I mean, the, the production, just beautiful strings, piano, funky guitar. 
another dope voice sample, like you said. Um, beautiful bass line. Uh, the drums, the drum sample during the bridge hook, like every just this track is just is beautiful. You say you're shooting a video to this, right? I already shot a video to this, yeah. And, oh, you uh, this is yeah, the one that you already shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bet, bet. But yeah, we'll get down, we'll get down. <laughs> This is probably gonna come out uh, probably soon or like uh, kind of towards when the um, video drops. So yeah, uh, yeah, I just kind of had like this idea of <laughs> making like this lighthearted video just for like you know entertainment purposes. I feel like you know this album was so fucking morbid that we did need something like to lighten up the mood a little bit. Mm -hmm. So here we had uh, we had the idea of just like uh, running for mayor. And which is kind of like almost like the uh, idea of, you know, the whole song, you know, I wish I had sold dope so I could get back to the poor folks, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. you see so many like corrupt politicians out there where you're just yep. like, man, I could do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, damn, is that hard? Yeah, shit. Like, can't we just spread this shit a little bit? Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it was just, um, yeah, the video was just like fun. It was, it was real lighthearted. We uh, we in City Hall in San Francisco. We're also in front of like a this liquor store. Yeah, it is is definitely is definitely a uh, it's definitely a funny uh, it's definitely a funny ass video too. We had like a skit at the beginning right. where I get on like this big almost like WWE style uh, you know uh, rant at the beginning, mm -hmm. <laughs> saying why I should run for mayor. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you know, as far as the song goes, though, yeah, when I when I was creating this, I just wanted to get something that was like, I just wanted to get something soulful, man. I just wanted to get something that I know I would listen to, as far as you know, just just enjoying like like my variety the variety of music that I listen to, you know. I I just wanted to get something like, just just to just to brighten some shit up, man, and um. Just, just something hype, something that we could just, you know, something that we could just vibe to. Yeah. Because at the at the end of the day, you know, Dreamland, you know, as, as morbid as it is, I always wanted to make the music kind of beautiful with it. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I feel like I feel like this just captures the whole. I feel like this just captures the whole fucking thing. You know, yeah. and the hook. Yeah, well, I knew when I made the hook, I knew that shit. I knew that shit was over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this shit was over when I made the hook. It was Nah man. That was that was super late. What you into G I see that you peeping me A little hostility I see it through your energy I get down Ow oh. Uh I recommend you get down and then it just transitions into my beautiful decay heart which is i mean the, the guitar is going crazy the roads is beautiful no, more live sounding drums another dope theme of of the sound that you that you weave throughout this whole project of course right. another dope voice sample and you know before i seen the video when i when i would listen to the song it just it just took me to like a dope jazz lounge dive bar scenery uh, mm -hmm. with neon lights and, and cigarette smoke. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and I just envision like when that song would come on, you know, like all conversations would stop and all eyes would be fixed on the stage of the 
sexy songstress that was you know doing the voice sample part and then and then you start rapping and it's just a vibe <laughs> like that's 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 the imagery i get when i when i first listen to this song bro. right um so you know it's funny when we were, we're talking about like get down and like um voicemail mm-hmm. how those are tracks you know that they're just like very rap oriented yeah so so it's like those are a little harder to talk about and i feel like with these songs like you know my beautiful decayed heart it's it, this one is like where it's really really easy for me to talk about these like you know i felt like with this one <clears throat> was just the idea of uh was just kind of like the idea of helplessness mm. who am i the son of a bastard what have we done but witness the rapture we put our souls and vent to a pastor who said more than us then what do we capture Besides the feeling of lust, besides the devilish sin, using my charm as a crutch. So when we go at it again, we fucking like when we was kids. Optimism is sex, younger and so full of breath, cardiac up in our chest. You know, um, I think it was just like, just kind of like putting myself in a position where, you know, this is just like, almost you know like it's almost like someone who really can't help that help themselves you know um it just everything you start to say like who am i the son of a bastard you know you just you're just like putting you're just like in putting yourself in these situations where you feel like you just can't get out like you know you you've just gone through so much shit where you're just kind of where you're just like piling on to the problems like like that's that, that's why i just like love the song and it, it to me kind of sounded more like um like an interlude mm-hmm. yeah yeah like that that was, that was like that was like the really cool part about this song and just the idea of just like talking to someone almost like kind of like a love note yeah you know what have we done but witness the rapture what have we done besides you know and, and yeah just like talking about like we all had goals and aspirations as kids, but what have we really done to like complete that? Like, what have we done but witness the rapture? What have we done besides see like the world like change before us? Mm-hmm. You know, what have, what have we done besides, you know, just have like bullshit bail on us? Yeah. And that that's, that's the, uh, that's kind of like a driving force on where I really wanted to take this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's short and sweet, and it's just like you were saying, just a lot of reminiscing, a lot of self reflection, you know. Right. Just asking those questions that sometimes can bring up some awkward conversations that a lot of people right. will, run away, will want to run away from. But you know, we gotta right. have. And and just your just your vices, you know that that's probably like the best way I could kind of describe the song. Just kind of playing, I laying your vices on the table, mm-hmm. like you know, using my charm as a crutch. You know, just just using you know using like uh, shit like sex as a fucking like uh, you know as a way to cope, mm-hmm. just trying to you know continue on anything that kind of numbs the pain, and also you know just the idea of um, you know I'm I'm I've had like these situations where people are telling me to better myself. That's why the whole idea of you know if I was a hero, then what would I do? Is like would I stop? Will I stop my demons for someone like you? Someone that, you know, with all, you know, 
just be just kind of like the shitty person that I was at the time, like telling us someone like, okay, so if I, why would I stop all my demons for you when I don't even care about you? You know, right. When I already have people that I love who hate me, Mm. you know? Yeah. Just the idea. And you know, the, the rush of dying so young is scary when you give a fuck, like when, and that, that, that to me goes back to the situation when I said, like, you know, when, like, we, we were talking about an answer dreamline where if, if the drugs, if this cancer doesn't kill me, the drugs will. Yeah. So that, that's one where it's like back then, the rush of dying young used to, used to be scary. But mm-hmm. after a while, when you start getting into like this, almost like this comatose where you're, um, almost like this limbo where you're just, abusing drugs you're getting into bullshit you know that you could die any day it, it stops feeling it stops feeling like anything you're just running through the motions man you know? is this for you is this like a it's a um present off and on again um type type vice situation or is this was this a phase in your life um was this looking like yeah i think i think it was a, i think it was a phase i think it was more like a phase in my life where it was like as prominent yeah you know definitely when it was as prominent was definitely a phase of my life mm-hmm. but you know i think the the overall depression like i still sometimes have these type of thoughts okay. you know yeah it's just not it's like yeah you know things are better mhm but you know things aren't perfect either you know, we're, we're still, we're still like going, we're, st- I'm still going through the motions and I know that, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying this as if, you know, to say maybe, maybe I'm strong, maybe I'm stronger than I was before where I could brush off certain like shortcomings and problems, but there is no guarantee that I wouldn't, that I don't fall back into a rut like this. Right. You know? There really is no guarantee. That's the fascination of the mind, the dreams that you can't control, where there's no guarantee that I'm going to live, that I'm going to be alive tomorrow. There's no guarantee that, you know, I will be able to not feel this kind of way again. Bro, do you dream? um, Do you have lucid dreams often? Lucid dreams? as uh, I forget the actual meaning of, like, uh, of, of lucid dreaming so lucid, um, lucid dreams are the ones where it feels like it's real time uh um, yeah yeah okay. that, that's have, what i thought it meant yeah and you have like some bit of control over it like when you're you're going through the dream and like you're thinking and you're having conversation and you're processing thoughts and then when you wake up like you can remember it pretty mm-hmm. vividly and recall it mm-hmm. yeah yeah sometimes I feel like I feel like the, I, I've had a lot of those. I've had a lot of those, and then you you know you have ones that you know that are that feel real as shit as well. That you know sometimes you feel like you really can't control. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've definitely had like all kinds of. Uh, I've definitely had lucid dreams. Yeah. So and then and then you transition from my beautiful decayed heart into bad, which is the vibes continue. You know, super smooth guitar laden track voice sample i don't know if it's a voice sample or not but i feel yeah a, there's, a there's definitely a voice sample in there okay um i couldn't tell if that was like yeah. a live vocalist or not but it's, it sounds mm-hmm. it sounds dope and it's just like bad is just like grown-up music 
you know, <laughs> like the whole vibe. It's, it's, it's like it's like grown up. It's like grown up asshole music, man. It's like, yeah. It, but, to me, I feel I feel like bad was just kind of like a idea of also just the way I was at the time. And that's the thing because you know people will tell me like, okay, yeah, well, some are depressing, some are like not. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how I was. You know, this isn't all just about you know just just depression. It's you know about where where i was at that time and sometimes you know i'd be this asshole you know you feel entitled you feel like yeah you know and yeah that's just the way i was you know um slapping beetles on the needles I'm drinking miso con amigos while I'm sipping lethal. She got the pink toes, walking through the super pad. Drinking in the cruiser straight, swerving like it's super bad. Bitch, I'm working, check the surface, see the light is on. I'm Michael Irvin, bitch, you know we see the line is on. Straight flipping like I'm super crazy. See, I'm a prophet and I'm super wavy. You were just kind of out macking, macking your shit. You were just doing, you're just doing you, man. You're just being like this young, ignorant kid going around. And you get me a drink, you better be fucking Hennessy, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it was almost like this, um, kind of like living like these, like Jesus style yay fantasies, you know, where you're just like, where you almost feel like too Hollywood for this shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of how I, that's kind of how I wrote this. Or, you know, I just really wanted to write this shit like a badass. It was just, you know, fuck it. You know, we're doing, this is what we're doing here. Yeah, bro. And um, honestly, I, I mean, this, when it comes to the production and, and the vibe, it's it, it's hard to, to pick favorites on this album because, like, every week I feel like my, my favorite shifts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I've been yeah. hearing, like, so many different people tell me what their favorite track is, which I love. I yeah. love that. It you know? changes. It definitely changes for me. And it, it, it was the same way on Stardust. But mm-hmm. um but yeah, bad is a vibe though. Bad, get down. It's just it's hard, bro. It's hard to pick. Yeah, one. yeah, no, bad and get down are very similar in that kind of way where these are just like, yeah, yeah, man. This this is my uh these are like some of these like more feel good tracks, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and also also, you know, just the the ending with the guitar. I love that part. Yes, yeah, it's dope. Jeez. But bad, yeah, I know. think bad is in is in my top three right now. But it's, it it continues to shift. It continues to shift. Nice, nice. I've been hearing. <laughs> I, I haven't hearing that. I've been hearing that a bit. Yeah. People are, are who are loving bad. Yeah, bro. And then you know we we shifted into old cartoons, um, track number six, and I I like I love this track for the for the fact that it it gives me the vibes of a. Uh, eternal sunshine of the of the spotless mind where it's like you're reminiscing back and forth in a relationship and it was like kind of some it's like it's it's that stage where you know things are kind of toxic but like you also had some good times <laughs> you know right it's not like you're you going know, over um, the fonder memories of a particular relationship and it's just everybody so goes when i'm expressing myself it meant that i'll be lost when i'm asking for help it meant you do wonders for my mind and my health it meant that i'll be worse when i'm all by myself both drunk sending these text messages we self-deprecating and clowning about the mess we in shit talking you bragging about your sex again couldn't wait to see you so i could grab on your neck again so i could feel every single and, and you know, and recently it, it it we we just exited out and you know shit didn't work. This is like really super super recent. Yeah. So, 
and you know, in now that I could talk about it in a way where I could look back on it, because this happened like you know probably within when the album dropped, so like everything is still pretty recent. So it's kind of like funny that I you know you can enjoy all these things but still have like these these like I want to call it a minor setback because it's not like you know anyone died or anything but you know it's it's definitely like it's definitely you know just a shot in the heart where you're just like okay well you know you worked hard for someone that you obviously cared about but you know shit shit don't work out right so i but i look back on it and i write and i'm writing this shit now i like like i knew it was going to happen because technically i did right and that is definitely a form of, of toxicity that you know you spoke on where you know, I, I've, I definitely could say that, you know, as far as where things come, I definitely have like almost abandonment issues with this, you know, mm-hmm. and I definitely do have trust issues, which make it hard to, you know, be with women because, you know, there's just, you know, a lot of things that, you know, just going through your life and, you know, it, it makes, it makes things, you know, relationships are fucking tricky, you know, I don't <laughs> have to be the first one to tell anyone that. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I wrote it like from, Cause I remember telling this girl, I said, yeah, no matter what happens, I felt what I felt when I wrote this, mm. I'm always going like, I, I, you know, no matter what, this is just like a piece in time. Cause mm. when I wrote this, when I put it out, I a hundred percent felt this. Mm. So even so years from now, if it's all just a lucid dream, you know, just know it's yeah, it's like, that, that that's where you know if i'm gone just remember that i'm in everything mm. so you know it, it's kind of weird how i i just kind of knew how it would end this this kind of way where you know it goes from thinking about you talking to you every day to you know not at all yeah. and, and you know just kind of and you know just kind of like it's almost sad in a way because you know you write this shit like you write this shit in a way where you, you're adding up the pieces. Like, yeah, I kind of know that this isn't going to last, but maybe hopefully it does. So yeah, that was, you know, that, that was kind of, that was just kind of the cool, that was just kind of like a, almost like, a, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like the artistic, the artistic way of doing this is, I think that's super fucking dope. But if you look at it from like a, uh, if you look at it from a like a normal standpoint, that shit's actually like pretty fucking tragic. Yeah. So it's that, like, that, that's why. But it's yeah, it, those those ones those relationships are the ones where they hurt a lot because you kind of know that you played yourself because you knew mm-hmm. that it wasn't going to work out, but then you still mm-hmm. was like <laughs> you still wanted all the fruits of whatever that relationship could potentially bring, but you knew mm-hmm. that it wasn't it right wasn't good and it wasn't going. And then when it uh, don't 100%. work out, like you want justice or you want vindication, you're like, man, but nah, man, you know, but it's like, bro, come on. Like you knew good and didn't well, this wasn't going to last, you know? Yeah. And you know, and I would say that, you know, I think with that, uh, with a lot of things, uh, a lot of times it's not as black and white. And I feel with this one, it's definitely not like that too. Mm-hmm. Like where, well, you know, it, it, it's similar to that, but definitely, but there are like definitely multiple layers to this, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just, you know, pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty wild. Just kind of how they, how things work out like that, you know, they just kind of come into fruition. Like, yeah. 
you know, uh, you know, asking if you even want this, you could fly mm-hmm. away, and I wouldn't even step. You know, I wouldn't even stop and sit and ponder to who, what, or to why. Mm-hmm. Like that was that's you know just like it's almost like leaving like fucking breadcrumbs about like yeah you know ah, we're waiting we're waiting for that ticking time bomb bro right we're waiting for that ticking time bomb oh, like when when's when's like when's that reality gonna kick in right so you know yeah. but uh, what I really do like about the song also is just kind of how genuine it was. That when I wrote it, I just kind of loved how you know genuine the track was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was good. It was like a it was like a, a smooth transition of or a, a foreshadowing. It was a foreshadowing. I was I could tell like at this point, all right, he's feeling good about it, but then he knows that it's some things that's not really you know the way that it's supposed to be. But like you, right. you're still trying to hang on to those good memories. <laughs> and just and just, right, live, you and know. just live in that moment, man. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. You know, don't overanalyze it. Just enjoy it right now. You know? Right. You know, and it's, it's just it's just something that yet we're chasing, man. You know, it's just something that you know you're fucking chasing. But then, track seven, bro. Memento Mori. I mean, talk about a sharp left turn, bro. Like. You just before like every- before we before I break into Memento Mori. Yeah. At the end of old cartoons. Okay. There, there's the quote. You know, like I said, I left quotes in in the back of these albums. You know, not like I said. Um, first off, just just to make it completely clear, Memento Mori, like like, there's nobody on this earth that I could have written that song for. <laughs> right. You know. So, like, I feel like with with a lot of these albums now that I make, it's like I don't make albums for people no more. I don't make projects for people no more. I just mm-hmm. want to create what I want to create, and here you here it is. Y'all can listen to it, right? Yeah. So, with with the uh, with the uh, quote that I put on there was, um, what was what was it? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They promised that dreams could come true, but also but forgot to mention that nightmares are dreams too. Mm. Yeah, bro. I feel like this is. I feel like this this album is pieced in in different parts. You have the Enter Dreamland, which is right there, which is almost like a mixture. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, it's a big melting pot of different shit. But a lot of it is pretty pretty easy listens. Like yep. technically, you know, even even my beautiful decayed heart, I feel like that's an easy listen because of how beautiful the fucking sample is. Correct. Correct. I feel like that it's just it's just very like okay you know you you cru- you could basically cruise to any of those songs except maybe Enter Dreamland but even then you know it, nah you can't still kind of still nah that's it's that's still kind of like cool enough yeah okay yeah <laughs> Memento Mori though uh, okay it's funny because I read I read a post on Twitter once that said once one time was like name a time where you posted some rap that scared the pussy away. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is that shit right here, man. Bro, <laughs> bro, what you bro, doing playing this shit? You scared the hoes away. So hard, bro. Like it, it sounds like it could be on a movie score, like for a fight scene or something like that. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's so it's just the dark piano samples the dubstep drums you know what I mean like 
I like my drugs in all different colors like bad bitches I need a bad one that allow me to fuck senseless Enough tabs of these will make it gain stronger than Hercules Been working these, I put a royal bitch up on her knees Fuck a rider's block, I'm drugging till I barely talk I walked the line, but the line made out of fucking chalk No, re- no regret in this day, seeing the same faces Results of life I would never go I fucking like, Talk with. about the most as far as, you know, just being able To me, I think when I wrote this song, I, I, thought, of a, I thought of an idea of well, um, pe- when people overdose, because mm. when I was I was shooting a movie for this project, but that got scrapped because COVID. Mm. Yeah, we just couldn't get as many places as we wanted to in large groups. It was going to be very, very hard to do it, you know. Like, mm. so we just kind of scrapped it and decided just I decided just to focus more solely on the um, on the album. But I already had this song written and recorded and everything. Mm. So when people overdose like a lot of times when they're in, on these benders um their mind just kind of like lapses and you know they forget certain things and then they're back into like consciousness mm. they'll pass out wake up pass out wake up pass out wake up mm. and with the hook how there's like sometimes there's like the beat drop the beat yeah. drops yeah. that's how i kind of felt it I'm a cold-hearted fucker, I'm busting out of my casket The uglier I get, you know where my fucking mask is No moral compass, you might as well let me burn tonight Superman is dead, I made a swisher out of kryptonite Don't smoke with me, my breath is mixed with ecstasy I'm used to it, but this shit probably ain't your fucking thing Pass out, nothing And then come back Wake up And then the scene of the movie, you know, since it's not dropping anymore Was going to be, uh <laughs> Was going to be like a scene where, um I'm at like this giant house party mm-hmm. and you know, it, it's slowly, so we were going to try to do like some cool transition where at first, uh, you know, quickly it looks like, um, everyone is like, everyone is out being lively. You know, we out drinking, you know, popping pills, doing whatever, you know, Coke lines on the fucking table. Mm-hmm. And then it will like zoom into mine. When it zooms out, people are passed out and everyone around me is overdosing. Everyone in the house is dead now. People in the kitchen are passed out in the rooms, you know, on, on the porch. Everyone is passed out. Everyone's ODing. Mm-hmm. And to the point where it starts to kick into my mind that I'm next. Right. right. You know, I, I have to be. So the idea of like self-destruction, the idea of self to get like destroying everyone around you, mm. you know, with your choices. Thing people that I enabled mm. during the time because you know, a lot of times you, you don't even know what you're doing to yourself, really. So you're just kind of like putting people on. And finally, when you're like, when you shape your shit up, you still realize that the people that you enabled are still in these pretty shitty situations. That's a, that's and a cold that's, reality that's, to deal with, bro. It is a cold reality. You know, you've seen people like that you knew, like you turned them almost into like fucking zombies in a way. It's like being a drug dealer almost. Yeah. You know, when you start to see people who are lively, you know, beautiful people, normal people, decent people. Like, um, I was talking to my boy about this yesterday, like that, you know, on this earth, you know, you don't really, you don't really need to be a great person. I don't think that I am a great person, but I think I'm decent. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have our problems, but I think that, you know, we just ask people to be decent. So you have like, these decent people that you just like turning into like fucking into a fucking mess 
And that is a, that, again, it's a really cold reality to deal with. And you start to, you know, you, you question yourself and what kind of person you are because of that type of shit. But, you know, it's not like we like did it on purpose, but yeah, it was definitely one of those things where it was like, you know, I think I should be held accountable. Like the people that I hurt during my time when I was in these situations, I deserve that grief. If you never want to speak to me for something I did, even though that's not like the person I really am anymore, those were mistakes that I made and I could own up and live to those mistakes. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, you need, I need to be forgiven. Definitely not. But you know, you know, like, so I'm not saying that I need to be forgiven. That's, that's, that's just the whole thing. If you want to hate me for the rest of your life because of this shit, then that's, you know, that's, definitely you know something you can or you know that's something you definitely can do you know that's that's no that's no you know that's not something that i'm going to judge someone for right and um writing this another way that i kind of saw i what i just pictured this song and usually the first thing i tell people when they bring up the song i say it, it sounds like organized mess to me man it sounds like bro Everything, everything kind of like pieces together, but it still sounds like a fucking mess. Man, and I love man. it. I it love sounds, that. It sounds beautiful to me, bro. Like, <laughs> even though it's an organized, it just sounds like life, you know. Mm -hmm. And it just, it's just raw, and it's almost like the ocean, man. You know, shit, you seeing waves, man. Look at, look at how much fucking chaos, how much chaos are waves when you're in. It? You yeah, know? man. It's, it's <laughs> man, what you what you put together on this joint, just with the the beat selection and just the lyrics and just how raw and and honest it is, man. Like, so when when you sent me those tracks, um, and I opened the email, I didn't listen to everything in order until I I caught the part of the email. I was like, "Are right, here's the order?" I was like, "Oh shoot!" But this was one of the last songs that I heard when I first went through it, and after I heard this song, this is when I that's when I called you. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, all right, bro, I got to know what, like, how, who are you, bro? That's why I was like, what, what planet were you on when you created this song, bro? <laughs> because <laughs> what this song, I've, like, I've never I'm heard, what, what'd you say? I said, I'm, I'm in dreamland, man. Bro, I have never heard a song like that. Like, if, if you hear this song with some good headphones and just just not knowing i mean because you don't you don't know that this is coming especially when i hear it in the context of the album like every you hear a song like old cartoons <laughs> and then you hear the skit and yeah, yeah that, that's where it says like this is like the nightmare section of the album yeah, and, then right. end, and then it ends when when you know the the next skit comes in but this is supposed to be like the really hard part of the album to listen to like the next three four tracks are really the ones where you know I feel like you have where you know you should or have to listen to it in the context of the album. Yep. To yep. really truly appreciate it. Yeah, man. Because like this, and and we're we're gonna get to solo as well. Um, because man, hard, just hard. But like this, this and solo, this let me know, and that's why I said to you, I was like, I could tell, bro, like you're at a point in your artistry where, especially when it comes to music, because. You know, I, I produced for a lot of, for a good amount of years. I rapped for a little bit, but I, mm -hmm. I know, I know what it feels like when you start doing something, especially when it comes to rapping, when you start, when you start rapping and you're just trying to rhyme and make words go together and just sound cool. And then mm -hmm. you get to that point in your career and in your life where 
it's not about rapping and sounding cool. Like I can, I can rhyme words now I can really, but now I can express myself and tell my story. You know, we spoke about, yeah, we spoke about that when I was just walking around at work and I remember I said to anybody who comes up to me these days, I'm like, Oh Jay, yo bro, I just put out an EP. Woo, woo, woo listen to it tell me what you think and again you notice these rookie mistakes like a running back in the nfl they fumble the ball so mm-hmm. with here like um like with here you know you know it's like the flow is a little bit you know it's not as sharp as it could be there are a couple words that you know a couple of things that you know again rookie mistakes you just notice that these are things that you make when you really first start rapping right. and i always tell people find that comfort zone and get mm-hmm. the fuck out and when you find that comfort zone, get the fuck out. Mm. Because that's when you really get to start creating shit. That's when you really get to start playing with this idea. And I remember when I finally started to really know that I could rap, that's when I really started to play around with the concepts. you know. And I wish someone could have told me that earlier. Because I feel like so much of like this, um, so much of like this being creative stuff is trial and error. And that's okay. Yeah, you know that that is that is a hundred percent okay. Trial and error—that's good, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, and eventually you're gonna get really, really sharp at this shit. And I feel like right now that that's kind of where I'm at with that's kind of where I'm at with my shit. You know, where again, like I told you just a couple of seconds ago, like uh, I don't, I don't make. I'm not making albums anymore for for my boys. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not making this shit to be like club hits or even right. even just even just to be like, or 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 with a specific like uh, group in mind. I don't give a fuck to be honest with you <laughs> about any of that. Like, I'm really just making this shit like for for me at this point. Yeah. Like they, they, I, I, I'm, I, I'm just, I'm just painting my shit at this point. And he, oh, here's the finished product, y'all. He, here, I know y'all want to listen to this shit, so here it is. Like, right. uh, you know, that's a fact, bro. And it's, and it's like, uh, I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're feeling because, um, so recently, you know, one of my interviews went somewhat viral on, on Twitter, or whatever. The interview I did with Jane Elliott. Yes, sir. I, uh, I watched that shit. That's a good, good fucking, good fucking shit with that, man. Man, thank you, bro. Good fucking shit. Thank you, man. And it's it's funny because um, my you know my interview style, especially like because a lot of my content, of course, is is pro black. I've been on that you know before it was cool before George Floyd and all that stuff. And so, um, but also when I'm having dialogues with people, uh, I used to argue with people. I used to debate. And now I don't do that um, for very specific reasons. And uh, of course, and honest, honestly, if, if I start debating with people and start doing that, like, you know, all the all the gains that I've that I have through therapy, I would I would lose it because I would go back into a, a state. Yeah, you, you're a, like, motherfucker, I'm not Stephen A. Smith, man. Yeah, no, no, no. I, that's 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 not cool for me in, in my spirit. Yeah, exactly. Where I'm you going. Know, if, but, if, that, if that's your style, fine. But yeah. yeah own shit exactly yeah but so, but it's like but but people so like you know a lot of the youtube comments on that video it's like you know jane says some stuff i was able to draw out of her some some opinions and ideas that are very unpopular you know and right. it's not it's not because i was um i i made her do it it's just because i asked her the type of questions that mm-hmm. would garner a, a true response to what i was getting at and so, and because she's a truthful person, her truth was not 
acceptable or is not whatever is not widely acceptable for a specific set subset of, of black Americans. And so, but they're so used to people being in those positions, talking to, you know, a white person about reparations or about black liber, uh, liberation struggles, whatever the case might be. And then when somebody messes up, they want mm-hmm. you to like kill them, you know, verbally, like they, they want you to go in and they want you to, and it's just like, and, and people, it was a few people that was wanting me to do. I'm like, yo, if you want me to complain, if you want me to tell them off, if you want me to, you know, do all these things to this person when they, when they slip up and I know that their, their logic is, is bad or whatever, or their information is trash. Mm-hmm. Look, the fact that you recognized it, that's all, that's all I needed to do. I just needed to expose it. I'm not out here. I'm not in the business of arguing people down and, mm. and, and kicking somebody when they're down. Like, of course, she was, is, is exposed, but it's like, I'm, so that's where I'm at. And I'm, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to communicate to certain people. It's like, yo, I'm not going to kill somebody when they're, when they're bleeding. <laughs> like, right. I'm going I'm to let them die on their own, but what that's, I, that's where I'm at. And that's how I express myself. And that's how I give it up. But if you want somebody that does that, there's plenty mm-hmm. of people out there that do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I'm not that every person. fucking day. Yeah. They do it every day on fucking Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and so kind of kind of like yourself, but like if you want a rapper that and that's and that's cool. Like you can do it. And I can I, I can I can do that too. Switch. Yeah, I, I can do I that can too. I can do that shit too if you I if, I, if I really wanted to, but I don't right. want to. Exactly. I don't want to. Not not at this time in my life. You know, you can listen yeah, to my can, stuff. Maybe maybe I will. Maybe I will in ten years. But you know, that, yeah. the time will tell. You know, yeah. things change, man. You know, and you know what? I I already I already you know uh, told people that I I respect. I already respected your shit as one of like the. You would definitely be one of like through rap or just like media and or just people in general like people that i respect but that that shit even brought it to a whole nother level of shit that you just kind of you stayed you stayed there with your you stayed there with your shield and just like nah <laughs> no we, we ain't we ain't stopping yeah. i ain't no fucking u-turn no <laughs> and, and I, I wasn't trying to argue with her bro but she you yeah know, she, she got course. turned up so i'm just like all right i mean yeah yeah that's the thing it was she got turned up and you just kind of stayed there you know still chill like nope <laughs> you still stay with your shit now nah, i really i really respect that shit man yeah man I, I appreciate that bro but enough about me enough about me but i i, I do appreciate <laughs> that but man um heaven's gate heaven's gate heaven's gate Heaven's Gate was a was a was a dope transition. This this reminded me of on Stardust where you got into like fear and loathing and money. Like mm-hmm. it was just that middle point where all right, we're we're going down a different path. Um, we're gonna change gears a little bit. Um, but it was it was still in a, a in that solid vein of like uh, re- reminiscing, reflecting. You know, um, but I, I like I like the direction that you took it lyrically um because this this kind of goes throughout the the rest of the album and you talked about like um you know i, I try to do good but in the process i isolate myself from everybody you know uh-huh. and get it straight and that that isolation and that alienation is is something you know when you're when you're going through a lot emotionally so 
you know walk us walk us through that bro if i got you to anybody looking for me i'm sorry i lost you i try to do good and in the process i isolate myself from everybody hoping that i could get it straight my problems don't remind me they go define me and i don't want that i'm praying that i can change speed talking to the masses don't give a fuck what barack would say i'm more concerned of what bobby and gil scott would say uh, the line after that, but like you know, my problems don't uh, don't remind me. They go define me. Mm. And uh, at at that point in your life, that is when you're uh, you know at that point in my life, that's when my problems were like defining me. People that knew me, they know you as a fuck up. Mm. When when you when you are still in the cycle of making mistakes, people you know they take your um, they take your problems like that, you know, and they def- those those are the problems that define you. Mm. You know, and I don't want that. I'm hoping that I can change speed. Yeah. You know, um, it, that that was just that was just like that was that was just like the uh, the whole tone of that was just wanting to do better because now I'm able to see my problems as you know things that remind you know there are things that remind me like oh yeah I can't do that shit no more because you know one thing leads to another slippery slope woo. Oh yeah, I had to cut a few people off because you know if if I just uh, continue to stay on my bullshit, I'm gonna end up in more bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know we can't do that shit no more. You know it's it's time for it's time for me to grow the fuck up. So that that that's that's where that that's where that line kind of was. Uh, that's where that line kind of took me on that one. That you know it's it's really like up to me to kind of um, it's up to kind of me to no longer make these kinds of mistakes that you know but at that time they were those were the things that were defining me those were the things that i would always do and i would continue to do and it's like the people like i just wouldn't learn from these issues and you know it was that that's that's how it is when you're in this rut man you you continue to make mistakes and you're going to continue to make mistakes until one day you have to you know grow the fuck up and stop making these these uh, stop making these decisions That, that that's um that's that's like just like such a uh and it was such a like good song for me to make because you know it, it's it's good to let some of this frustration out man mm-hmm. you know it's like um give a few reasons to quit being a better me role player vibes was never meant to be mvp like mm-hmm. just the ideas of just you know when you're always kind of put in the sideline, whether it be with relationships or what you're rapping or whatever, like you just kind of feel like, okay, if I'm going to be playing in the background, I might as well just do my fucking own shit. Mm-hmm. Bro, I like how it sets up because it sets up into solo perfectly. You know, it just yeah. goes into that. And solo is like more of the, the isolation, um, the alienation, and then when when you isolate and when you alienate yourself from other people uh, and just have more more and more distance from others, um, that leads to the suicidal thoughts. And also like solo, like verse two to me, like I said, verse two of this song and Memento Mori, it just let me knew it let, let me know where you were at um artistically and being able to express yourself in a very straightforward matter of fact way and getting to the core of your thoughts 
um, as opposed to, you know, when you just start rapping and just trying to rhyme words together and it may not necessarily be cohesive. Like this is a cohesive thought. And verse two is like the angry side of the reminiscing that you were doing on old yeah. cartoons. <laughs> you know, and I just I, verse two on solo, man, it it hit me, bro. I was like, wow, this dude is really in his bag. Yeah, verse one was just kind of like you know, just the more of a level-headed, calm. Yeah, you know, kind of you kind of blaming yourself for a lot of it, you know. Mm-hmm. But the second verse is just the second verse to me is like okay, like okay, I I know I know that I'm I know that I'm a piece of shit, but you know, what about you? <laughs> what about you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about you for a fucking second. I mean, we used to be tight. How hard is that to believe? You see, you got your own dirt. That's something you can't perceive. You tell me I ain't worth shit. Well, why the fuck don't you leave? I mean, you so full of shit. How many cars up under your sleeve, huh? How many fucking times you gotta run up and act like you ain't feeling me? And then we fuck, and then we ask, like, where's the feeling? It's just like one of those things where you just have it. You, like, you know, you're, you're there. These bones aren't bones are meant to, like, stretch like this, man. You know, bones aren't meant to bend like that, man. You got to you gotta fucking, at a certain point, you just snap and just, like, say, okay. You know, how many times, how many times do we, do we got to go back into, like, this back and forth kind of thing? Okay, you like me, you don't. You know, you're you're heading back to my house. And then then we're uh, we're arguing about shit all the fucking time. You're just mm. like in this big toxic fucking mess where you know everything is just everything is just going full circle. And it's it's typical. It's typical to you know to to you like that. You know, yeah. Man. We we fight. It's like we fighting. We fucking. We're doing all this bullshit, and then you know we're just back to square one again. And one of the dopest parts about it is that the track is so ridiculous, bro. Is that Sampha on the sample? That is, um, she was, the, I think it was the person from um, XXXTentacion's, uh, like, Jocelyn Flores. Jocelyn? Oh, wow. Jocelyn yeah. Flores. Yeah, it was the, uh, it was the uh, Silo Dynasty. Wow. Silo so, Dynasty. Like, you got the acoustic guitar and just that uh, voice sample. I actually bought this beat. I actually bought this beat and they gave me, like, all the stems, which I love when that happens because you just get to play with it everything. Yeah, yeah. So, at the end, I, I, I cut off the drums just where it's just, like, the vocals and the guitar. Yep. And I, I felt like that was just, like, so that's, I felt like that was beautiful with that. Yeah, Silo Dynasty. But uh, yeah, Sampha is another person that I really like too. Like, man, that was, I, that's always been that's always been on like on my feature list. That's someone I really want to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, yeah, no, that was, I, I just love that. I love the vocals. Like immediately when I heard it, I was like, ah. But it was a song. You know, it was funny because when people started bringing up like, oh, solo, so fucking dope. To me, I'm just like, oh yeah. Solo, right? Nah, I wrote solo that. is hard, bro. Because because that was like one of the first songs I wrote to the album. So that okay. bad, getting so much love. There's a reason why you know they were one of the first ones I wrote. Yeah, <laughs> you know it, it's just funny to me because you got people that are coming up being like, oh yeah, these songs are so fucking dope. Ooh. And I wrote these back in like January, you know, mm-hmm. December. So I'm like, right, 
these been in like these been in like the shelf for like these been like waiting for so long in the fucking oven that you kind of like oh yeah these yeah right these are dope songs too they don't like the album sounds like tame to me at this point <laughs> well, you've been still with it for, for so long it's it's nothing new yeah yet. yeah exactly like everything yeah. is normal to me i could listen to this track you know making fucking breakfast it's funny <laughs> shit. <laughs> this morbid ass album talking about death and shit you know <laughs> <laughs> taking bread out of the fridge <laughs> man but it's a, it's yeah. it's a the track is a vibe but then the lyrics is just hard-hitting bro so it's, yeah, man. Oh. it's a great contrast yeah, i love that song i love that song and then we get in a rabbit hole bro and i love yeah, the, another, you, quote, you another quote your, bro, another quote passed by that by the way yes yeah, oh uh, did they transition bro. into it yeah, they uh, transitioned. And uh, that was like the, the string of like, you know, really tough songs to listen to because especially that second verse or solo. Right. Like that, that's like, that's not like an easy one because, you know, you're, if you're listening to that shit in the car, like this motherfucker's, who hurt you? <laughs> well, we already know somebody did because we've been listening right. to the album. So it's just like, right. yeah. But uh, yeah, this, uh, the quote that I used on this one was from John Lennon. It was like, I believe in everything until it's disproven. So I believe in fairies, the myths, dragons. It all exists, even if it's in your mind. Who's to say dreams and nightmares aren't as real as what's here and now? Mm. And that's when we break into something like Rabbit Hole. Where Rabbit Hole, to me, yeah. You were you were going to speak on it, so I'm, I'll let you speak on it. For, in a oh, second. no, yeah. I, just, I just wanted to just get into that, that first line because you be having some opening lines, bro, that's just like, they just catch your attention. And so right. Anybody that starts a track that says, I got mushrooms in my hand with Jesus Christ in my sights, bro, I'm, I'm hooked. You got me, bro. I got mushrooms in my hand with Jesus Christ on my sights. You read about my wrongs, or police will read me my rights. I've been looking for a night where my mind can get precise. But I'm back talking to you, my darkness inside the light. All my trust issues, all my druggy bitches, all my dead homies, all my bad business, all my trust Yeah, that's issues, just the idea of, you know, when you start to, you start abusing these drugs and you start to really, it's, it gets to a scary point when you're like, okay, I wonder what's my limit. Yeah. So you're just like taking it and you know you're you're out in the open doing doing drug druggy shit mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah but um yeah the mushrooms on my hand with jesus christ on my sights that's just the idea of you know i got, I got these drugs in my hand i got the got it in my system and i got you know death on my mind i got the heaven's gate on my mind Man. you know i'm looking up so you know wondering what's next that, that that's kind of what that line meant to me Mm-hmm. so yeah and you know just uh as long as we're also with the quote yeah you just break into like the, this trippier part of the album and that, that's what i really consider this this is like a very wavy colorful part of the album where you know everything some things can be just you know very depressing and you know very uh morbid but there are mm-hmm. also some things that are just you know there's there are also some really beautiful parts of this shit too yeah and this was a good good transition, smooth transition and and uh the hook is kinda catchy, you know. I love the hook. Can't go wrong with that hook, you know. I love that. You can you can see yeah. that that'll get stuck in your mind easy. That's it. Really yeah, cool. that was that was why I love the fucking hook so much. Um 
Yeah, just you know, they're, they're very. They're, a lot of the song is very simple, but I think it, I think it's more of a feeling rather than just like taking too much of like the words. Like, okay, well, yeah. Other than the like, there's the intro bar. You know, that one's like a one that to really ponder. But a lot of it is just you know, it's just like a fucking diary, man. You know, mm-hmm. you're just kind of opening up, and it's like having like these uh late. It's like having a late night phone call while you're like just intoxicated, just kind of like venting out your shit. Mm. Just the uh the idea of um you know you know that you got people counting on you if they could open up your eyes then they probably could see that i'm a huge disappointment you got people who love you unconditionally even do even though your drug problems there's still people that i kept around in my life obviously that i you know still stuck around but they knew that i was a uh they knew that i had a problem but in my mind i'm thinking like man if they really knew you know that i'm never gonna fix my shit then you know would they still be around you know your heart your i've been destroying your heart for so long and you're still letting me in here that makes me almost feel worse you know that that you're still like just that you know people are still you know just putting up with it right and um was there um, was there a quote at the end of this as well no there was no quote at the end of this one uh what i do love about this one though is the um third verse like you know maybe we could take some peyote converse with a god about any quote fucking questions concerning both you and me we got prob aliens we probably still some aliens put up on the surf so we could levitate like helium mm. it's just the uh just the idea of it is just you know uh, more more into that just toxic relationship shit where it's just like you know okay it's like, um, okay, if you're still leaving, let's try this shit one more time. And there's been in relationships like that, like one, you know, like so many times where it's just like, okay, well, okay, if you're done, you know, one, you know, one more time for, you know, uh, old time's sake. Yep. It, that that turns into two, three, four, ten, twenty, fifty. Right. That's so, and that's it's just so real because uh, anybody that's been in that situation. Uh, like you said, you you say that one more time, but then it just turns into something else. But then the other side of that coin is like when you don't get that one last time where like you kind of know that it's, it's finally over. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, nah, but I just wanted one more though. Like if we're going to go out like this, can we at least, <laughs> you know, what I mean? can we at least get this off one more time? But, yeah, uh, yeah, let's get high and fuck around one last time. Just for, just for old time's sake, you know. It wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. Ooh. Right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, some real shit with that, man. That's, that, that's, that's the, that's the, um, really just like the form in your head. That's really just the shit that, you know, you just kind of put yourself through and, you know, it makes those situations a lot worse because, you know, you probably could have bettered yourself way quicker had, you know, these people been out of your life. But, you know, mm-hmm. you and, 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 you know, it's not just it's not just them, obviously. It all starts with you because, you know, but you, you have to know who to keep in your life, too, because, you know, there are people also on a transitioning path in their life, too, that could be just like me, mm-hmm. you know. The bad people in your life don't necessarily mean that they're bad people or going to be bad people forever. You know, it's just, you know, just just how time is, man. You know, it's, it's really just like bad time. And there are probably people that I met in their life where it was just like a really bad time to meet someone. Like like people, I feel like I, I could generally be, a, you know, a decent, great person. But, you know, there are probably people who I left a really bad impact on their life. 
you know, due to shit that I did. And that that's really just bad timing. You know, mm-hmm. I was at a horrible place. I was at a horrible place, you know, and again, you know, you, you could, you could blame me for that and you could hate me for that. That's fine. But I'm just letting you know that, you know, that that's, that's who, uh, you know, that's where I was at that time. Yeah. It explains, it explains the problem. It doesn't excuse it. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. that's just life, man. You just catch people mm-hmm. at different times and, and different mm-hmm. phases and, you know, everybody ain't going to be there forever anyway. So, man. Yeah, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you take them to church and, and you tell these women what type of time you have. <laughs> I love church. Uh, I show out on a bitch that's being kind of my shit. I've been had though this shit that I need to do, but that's it. I've done enough bullshit in my time where I can be satisfied. Church was just the church was just like fun. I feel like that one was just a um, idea of me. That's just like a coming to. Uh, that's just like a uh, coming to realization track where it's just like when when I was like kind of starting to better myself in a way mm-hmm. where it's just like, okay, you know, if if this is how this shit's going to go, then fine. I, you could just like, you know, you know, we can, we can be all about our shit. We can be all about our shit, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I'm doing whatever I want. I'm getting, I'm getting impatient with my shit. I got no more time to waste. I'm not going to be, you know, fucking around with this bullshit no more. You feel, I feel, I don't give a fuck. Bitch, I do what I want. 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 I ain't got time for bitches that don't. Bitch, I do what I want. Bitch, I, bitch, I do what I want. Bitch, I do what I want. I ain't got time for bitches that don't. Bitch, I do what I want. First Dreamland. I love it. The second verse is like, I tell me, Jay, you finna get a taste of your old medicine, but Johnny Polygon told me for drugs, so that's irrelevant. Mm. I did a song with Johnny Polygon back on the first Dreamland called Fuck Drugs, mm. where the hook said, Fuck drugs. I just want to do you. So I just thought that was, that was just like a little funny thing to put in there. Man. So yeah, what, like what, I said, it was, it was just a really what, what we're gone. I was going to ask you, like, what what gospel is this according? Is this the gospel according to Eight Bit J, or is this, you know, what? Yeah, that's just gospel according to me. Okay, okay, for sure. Yeah, I got, I got no, I got no. Yeah, I don't think there's any Bible that has this on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is gospel according to me. Yeah, yeah. I just felt like um, the, the reason I call it church is because I didn't know what the fuck I was going to call the fucking song. Before, you know? <laughs> And, but you know, I heard kind of like the the uh, the uh, like I think it was like organs or something like at the beginning. Yep. yep. Yeah, there's like the organs at the beginning. And I was like, yeah, I kind of sound like church, and yeah, I kind of am preaching my bullshit on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's what this one was. Like, I said, there are there are strings of of like ignorant pieces of you know or ignorant or just light-hearted pieces of you know gold in here that I, I feel like really just lighten up the fucking album it, it wakes motherfuckers up i remember when we were just like we were all smoking outside listening to this album and this song comes on i woke the motherfuckers up because after yeah. that hard-ass stretch of of you know the four songs including rabbit hole because i think rabbit hole could is kind of just like in it's still in like in between the two mm-hmm. of being trippy and being like in this you know kind of world where you know you could just you could just do whatever the fuck you want everything is real to you man your dreams are real man you know live it live it up yeah and um yeah i feel like that was kind of like in the middle section 
you, know, you have all these like slow, dark, depressing, angry ass songs, and then you have church. It's like ah, there it is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, know, it's a it's a good change of pace for sure. Yeah, you know, there's not there's not a hundred percent too much to talk about it on that, but you know, right. I feel like you know, not every song needs to be like a needs to be a whole fucking book. You know, we could just have one. Yeah, that was just what I was feeling at that time, man. Where I was just you know sick and tired of you know putting up with bullshit, sick and tired of compromising, sick and tired of all this. You know, all these excuses. You know, you know, I'm no longer. I'm I'm not pandering. I'm not pandering to your ass no more. Fuck it, bitch. I do what I want. Yep. Simply put, and then we and then we transition into Jimi Hendrix, and like I said earlier, I could I could tell like this was a had some watch more TV session vibes around it. You know what I mean? Just the just, yeah. just how I was talking about the, the content, the beat, and all that. Um, yeah, modern superhero. I'll do my drugs before breakfast. I was just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> we just we just chilling on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stone face a weirdo, don't know what kind of stuff he on Once caught him pouring codeine on his lucky charms Robin Hood, steal from the rich cause he's needy On that bodega diet, survive on bacon, egg cheesy Hate a classy broad, need a skank from the projects With attitude and earrings as big as her large breasts I got a complex, constantly bragging about my past pussy conquests And who I'm finna rob next, make a nigga Yeah, yeah, no, that was, that was, I just wanted to make something that sounded really dope You know, we lo-fi the Lexus. I'm the modern superhero. I do my yeah. It's just you know, Jimmy. I just wanted to get into my bag. Like, right. my, I just really wanted to get in my Jimi Hendrix bag on this one. It was just like what I perceived when I saw him. Just like this cool. Yeah, you're like this cool like fucking super Jimi Hendrix. You could see him basically almost like a superhero in a way like that. You know, he's just like this fucking cool rock star. He got the hair out. He got like basically the logo. The do colorful. He like everything about him is just you know like screams like you know screams icon to you and that that's just kind of where i wanted i do my drugs before breakfast and i go do my shit you know i'm, I'm a modern superhero man I mean, talk about barn up bro piranha i mean you got you got two different tracks here um melded in together into one song but like bro like you you just you spazzed out on this bro what? Yeah, Piranha's probably, I would probably say that's my favorite track on the album, man. Um, Speak with, on Piranha, that, with Piranha, I think it was just the idea of um, when I wrote the song, it was like this idea of, uh, I have a shirt about it in a painting that I sent you um, that was like, you know, being, being like this thing that is, uh, being this thing that is ugly in this beautiful world around you. Again, the idea of isolation. You probably came back from the future and seen the magazine. We fucking want my girl be at work. Just keep the mattress clean. My ignorance can turn my optics blind when it come to green. Bad bitches be gripping their hair like Maybelline. An old pimp concern was a steady and if his gator's clean, a new pimp will wear a bitch out and get her a sensu beam. Uh, been go with the sticks in 64. Uh, might have to create some videos Cause my ties and good vibes Go with summer experience And thick thighs, safe thighs Body keeping me interested Never would I drop cream Watch me enough delirious See I'm bullshitting Or give me props on my penmanship Like being lost Is like one of the scariest things in the world Where you know You could literally like Emotionally be disconnected From your environment Like no matter where you are You're just like 
you find out that you're different from what's what surrounds you. Mm-hmm. You know, we could be something vicious or strong in one environment, but seen as nothing or lost in the other. Yeah. And I like like a piranha to me was just kind of like a it's just kind of like a symbol outside of the water. Like outside of the water, it could, it's just an idea or of something of what it what it used to be. You know. And you know, uh, you you take something as vicious as that out of the water, you're just kind of viewing the shit. You're just kind of viewing like the world around you. What you mean? Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're no longer in your like specific environment where you were like strong, and oh, you know when you were when you were like mentally capable, when you were strong in one environment, you know when you were like in this other world that you were in before you just like started to lose your fucking mind. You were strong. You were able to be you. You were able to feel like you had use. Mm. When you're in this form, when you're in this dreamland, in this depression, you're just you're just lost at this point. Yeah. At this point, you feel like you have no strength anymore. Man. You feel like you can't do anything right. So, you know, like, uh, at that point, you're just a symbol of what you used to be until you start finding, until you start finding yourself. Mm. And, uh, you know, that, that was, that was kind of the imagery that I came with when I, when I wrote the song. But as far as just barring up, I mean, it was just, um, I feel like it was just like a lot of just uh, a lot of just like cool bars that I just really wanted to spit. But, um, but you was, you was painting some pictures though, bro. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, yeah, it was no, like, I, if, I was about to say was... some of these, some of the bars were, some of the bars were just, you know, your dad, typical punchlines, but you yeah. know, most, then when I started to really dig deeper, when I started to really rap and I, like, then that's when we started to really get into our shit, you know, um, like when you I was, was like, like, uh, uh if we was beefing before, probably tenfold, because back then I probably smiled and tried to impress folks. Like, I, I know what you're talking about right there, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I said, once we started, you know, um, yeah, yeah, it was like, um, yeah, I'm only 25, getting older, but fuck, if I be squashing beef, yeah, it's like, uh, now nah, it's like, that was to the point where I was just like, yeah, you know, okay, here are my bars, but you know, now we're going to start getting into my shit, you know. It, to me, I think that was just like kind of like a that was just kind of like a growth thing where it's just like you know here here's a, here's my bars right here saying you know back then I wanted that juice like Allen Iverson. It's almost like a it's almost like just painting my fucking life with this track, man. You know, yeah. you kind of feel like that. You kind of feel like that innocence of the youth. Yeah, you know, back then I wanted that juice. You know, I wanted to be like Allen Iverson. Back then, you know, we was we was in the whip. You know, we was in the doing we was doing our bullshit. You know. We was partying up, and now, bro, it's like well, I don't give a fuck. You know, we're we we don't care. I don't care if you work for the fucking government, vibe dog, fucking kid. Even though the president, you could take this backhand harder than Ike Turner's is. You could see my face any moment. Your fucking burner hit. Like that. That's where. Um, that's where I really started to just get into my environment. Like you know, as as you know, being around these hoods, seeing like, you know, who's who. You know, all all that human nature shit, you know, people that grew up on 7-Eleven diets, you know, when we were just out there chilling up, you know, stealing like stealing shit from the store, doing around doing the ignorant kid shit, man. You know, people smoking on the sweet aromatic, you know, it's like, you know, when you don't have too many positive influences around you, what the fuck are you supposed to do? And, you know, some uh, it's like um, 
we all got choices. Some seen the path to win. The others, uh, the others told the others see the path of destruction and told that this is the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, you know, just that, that was just like a general sense. Then you know, I just kind of get into me where you know you start seeing the things around you like that, and you know, seeing my mom and pops fighting. You know, that that's probably why, you know, that that's might be a stem of why, you know, relationships haven't worked for me so well, why I've been able to have, why I've had so many toxic relationships, seeing shit like this rubbed off on me in a bad way. Why I can't get shit right. You know, with that along with just, yeah, it's just really just an environment, just living my fucking environment as a minority. It's hard to see priorities. You basically, you just, you just kind of put yourself in a rut and, you know, you just kind of put yourself in a situation where okay i kind of like this oh hey these guys are kind of cool they like me they were these guys are kind of funny this works for yeah. me I, I like that line like you said this works for me it's just kind of is is thinking about like when you're a kid or just yeah yeah in, exactly. in your, as a kid though i love your, i was so worried free yeah and yeah, and so it worked for you because yeah. like that's all you know and so you exactly. just kind of make the best of your situation and, and that's what a lot of these kids, that's what a lot of us do in these situations. That's why it's not as simple as uh, as just, oh, get the fuck out of the hood. Oh, get a better job. Oh, get an education. This get like, oh, don't don't do this. Like, yeah, obviously you got one and a few, but like you can't not, you know, I know I know some people I know some people that are, you know, more middle class that are dumb as fuck, too, man. If they were put in the bad situation that they would. They'd be in, they'd be on the same fucking boat, yeah. like you know, yeah. and, you know. But as a grown up, you get changed and stay worried. You repeat the cycle whenever the fuckers rent and whenever the fucking rent is due. You're just kind of put in a cycle now. You're no longer, you know. And and I feel like in a way, I'm kind of blessed to know what the fuck I've wanted to do since I was like in ninth grade, mm-hmm. you know. Because there are people who don't know what the fuck they want to do in their mid twenties. They graduate college and they still don't know what the fuck they want to do. It's it's tough, man. Because um, it's scary. Yeah, it's, it's, just, yeah. it's like what what you want to do doesn't make money or something, and you know this. There's, there's pressure all over, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not as it's not as black and white as people seem. Go to college, get a good job. That's all the fuck we heard when we were growing up. Yeah, and there's and there's just levels to doing what you want to do and and being happy with your life you know so like um like there are the folks like kind of like myself you like you you go to college you get a good job blah 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 and you work and you make good money but you you hate your life because you you as you get older you realize that you don't own your time you know and you don't and you're not necessarily doing what you want to do and so you kind of hate your existence for that reason, because that, because you have that consciousness of I'm really not happy and you know, I might have money, but I'm not, I don't have happiness. So I feel empty inside. So now the money is, is worthless to a, to a certain degree or just, it doesn't hold as much value. doesn't bring as much happiness as you thought because they told you it would. No, that's, that's not the case. But then there's, and there, then there's the other side of it where like you may not have the money, but you have the drive and you have the ambition and you know what you want to do but you don't have the time and the resources to do what you mm-hmm. want to do. And that drives you in, and that drives you into a depression. And then you start doing things that are, you know, not advantageous or, you know, it just don't lead you in that direction of doing what you want to do. So it's, there's so many different levels and angles of that can lead you into a depression um, by not, but not putting yourself in a situation or not just being in a situation 
mm-hmm. where you can easily do what you want to do that brings you fulfillment and brings you enjoyment. It's I'm kind of glad that we got onto this topic here because what I did this did this like a, that interview for like a, the DJ drama website and you know, right. drama DJ website. Mm-hmm. One of the things that they asked me was um, yeah one of the questions that they gave me was uh, happiness to you is. And they told me just like, so what, what is happiness to you? Mm-hmm. And I said, it's obtainable. Right. You know, I've seen that, you know, something that I don't think I have a full grasp of quite yet. Even besides the album, I've had a minor setback to stop me from feeling as good as I could be at the feeling right now. But going through so much in my life, I feel that there has to be a happy ending somewhere. And that's, that's just speculation. You know, that's more or less, but yeah, maybe happiness isn't as black and white as people people portray it to be. But I'm confident that I'm walking a path that's going to get me there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I feel like that's kind of like a lot of what Piranha kind of is too. And you know, it's kind of hard, you know, on the spot to kind of like tell someone exactly what the fuck Piranha is. But if I were to kind of explain it the best way, it really is. The, at least the first part is like a fucking timeline of of like my life and it's like slowly slowly deteriorating slowly leading into like this place you know at first we're talking about wanting juice like alan iverson then we're talking about when you grow up you stay worried you're repeating the cycle whenever the fucking rent is due you know like uh yeah you know it's like um i'd rather die a soldier than live being a fucking slave you know Really, this whole album, like, you know, I could tell anyone what it means, but people have also, you know, come up to me with their own ideas of what it means. Like, like I said, you said that you saw my beautiful decay heart as something like, like in a fucking like jazz lounge. That's mm-hmm. dope. You know, you have your own perception on what this is supposed to be because at the end of the day, the vibe and everything like that, other than you know specific shit that I said. You know, it really is just what it's supposed to be. Like, you know, it's it's, it's all perception. You know, mm-hmm. you could you could guide guide that any way you want. But yeah, and I feel like I feel like yeah, the, it all starts from the innocence as a kid all the way down to destruction. You know, right. and see destruction happen until they find until they you know they finally come for me. This fucking tree. <laughs> right and, and then bro second the second track so i love that i love the sample it's just you know similar sample that was used on mural uh for lupe fiasco's one of his albums it was chopped up perfectly um who was the producer on that bro the producer on that was Ooh, why am i spacing on this i shouldn't i should not be spacing on this stuff <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot of producers on this. I know you got a lot of good ones, bro. But man, that dude, salute to him, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, God's day, God's day, Katana. Oh my God, yeah, he he chopped that. He chopped that um, sample perfectly, bro. And then you was just you was going hard on on that verse. My favorite line, um, one of my favorite lines is like, I think it was something like, uh, "My crucifixion." At least the ceremony is gorgeous. Yeah. Searching for heaven yeah. is the same way I searched for endorphins. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I love that, bro. I love the morbid, bro. I love the, you know what I mean? Just like that vibe, that type of lyricism, that type of imagery, that type of subject matter is just 
It's just like, it's not, it's not something that you can just readily find. It's not readily available, bro. So right. I really right. appreciate you going there in your music. They buy none, consider them label me the villain. If I die from my label, my people go gorilla. March into the street, refusing to let the city breathe. Destroying from the inside, spreading like a fucking disease. I'm common officer and speaking with an officer. I'd rather ask the question after the fucking precinct burn. Never bigger, we'll keep in comp till I found some zen and put it in my pocket, anticipating its use again. I ain't got time to look beautiful in the mirror for you. It's like these things always changing, and yeah, you fear it, don't you? I ain't got time to clean up all this confusion for you. All I can say is confusion stop me from ruthless motives. I wouldn't need me a boat if I was strong as the ocean. I wouldn't need me a raft if I was always floating. But these days I've been drowning in all my struggle, babe. You the only love in my life will leave me for trouble, babe. How you forgive the streets after watching your homies death? How you stayed fearless watching them reach your fucking breath? How can I forget all the shit that made me react this way? I can't just move on. I'm still stuck in the fucking cage. Better way to say it, I'm still stuck on the scanner page. Better yet, it's just a way to channel my rage. Bleeding into another day. Losing thoughts on what to say. My crucifixion, at least a ceremony, is gorgeous. Searching for heaven the same way I search for endorphins. When finding peace, you try to search for similar prophets. In the jungle, you quickly find that this shit is lawless. I wish that I could find the things that add to happiness. Instead, I see my cards. Yeah, I always thought of it like, you know, the idea that people do care about their funerals and stuff like that. Man. Because at the end of the day, you're gone. You're not going to fucking witness a single bit of it. I know it's cold. So the are it, it's it's cold, but yeah, it's like you know. So that's just a way of like putting yeah. At least, well, you know, at least with my crucifixion, at least with my you know, at least with my demise, at least the ceremony is gorgeous, right? You know, at least the funeral was beautiful. Like you know, yeah. that's kind of how I wrote that. And, you know, with this whole track, yeah, you know, a lot of it is um, you know, we play a lot, we play around a lot with it, and um, you know. I love when the beat breaks down. You know, I ain't got time to look beautiful in the mirror for you. It's like these things all these changing, and yeah, you fear it, don't you? Mm. You know, just the idea of you know breaking down, and you know, it looks like things are about to lighten up, and then boom, back into it. How you forgive the streets after watching your homies death? You know, it's like trying to kind of love an environment when it doesn't love you back. Has always been the kind of a thing too, because you know, you have like you have me on this first part, kind of like not necessarily glorifying it, but giving an understanding to, you know, the street, to a lot of the streets we grew up on and the people we grew up on and, you know, just, you know, dealing with a lot of people. And then you also have at this part where, you know, you hate it. It's a, it's such a hate love thing. And that's, that's just, that's just re- realistic, man, because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone says, you know, Oh yeah, I love our environments. I love the way we grew up. And then just like, would you want your kids living there? Oh no. <laughs> so you know we we do under we do understand that there are you know there there's levels to this shit you know there's a point where we understand but there's also a point where i i understand too that i was luckily lucky enough where someone put it in my mind to do better you know Mm -hmm. and not everyone has that opportunity and you know i think that that's a lot of what what piranha is you know uh, that's a beautiful and at the end, at the end, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, with God, you know, I put me down the drugs. I promise that I ain't using. I promise that I ain't using, sir. Ain't right. 
Just want to see the ones that I love. Don't be so ruthless, sir. You know, little little Freddie Gibbs inspiration. Uh, or is that just I, organic? You know what? I, the 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 beat, the first part, yeah, that was definitely Freddie. No, Gibbs. the uh, the lyrics though, that that lyrical progression. You know, uh, um, ruthless, sir. Um, so, no, that, you know what? Not maybe, he, maybe yeah. it probably was because I was listening to a lot of Freddie Gibbs lately. So okay, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely the. Um, but to me, I think that's just a you know, just like a speaking to God. That's just like a speaking to God kind of thing. You're speaking to something so fucking mighty right. that you're just like, you know, you, you're just like, sir, I'm sorry that you know things happen like this. Woo, you know, it's just a, it's just kind of like almost like a respect thing, like. I just wanted to give it the feeling of like you're speaking something mightier than yourself. Mm-hmm. You know that, that that's kind of where I just got the feeling from that from. But yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Freddie Gibbs, so a lot of it could have came from him. And also, <laughs> just like the lyricism too has just been uh, very inspired by uh, a lot of it was inspired by him too. Just kind of get in my bag and be on some shit, and you know, be kind of creative and witty with my stuff. You know, I get I gain a lot of inspiration with a lot of it. Like my beautiful decayed heart, I got a lot of uh, an Andre three thousand vibe from that as far mm-hmm. as like the way I spat the lyrics. Because mm-hmm. that's not an easy beat to just kind of rap on. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that was that was that was piranha. And you know, I, I absolutely just that like I said, that's my favorite track on the album. I just decided to go in for eight minutes, like a hundred and something bars. It was, it was a long ass page. Killed it. But can we can we get to my favorite track? This is right now. This is my favorite track, bro. Okay. Funeral. Is is this anybody else's favorite song on the album or is it just me? I think it's uh, from from people that have told me. Oh, funeral, 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 funeral. Um, you know what? I think if someone told me yesterday that that's their favorite track on the album right now. Really? I think one of my boys yesterday told me that they, at, least, at least one of them, one of the favorite tracks. Bro, it is literally my favorite track. Like I can't and this and there's so many songs that I like and that I would want to make the favorite, but like this is what my brain and my heart and my spirit has told me. No, this is your favorite. <laughs> it's just like this is this is this is the song that's stuck in my head. This is what I keep going back to. When I think of your album, I think of this song. And it's one of my favorite songs. Also in the same, just just because of the type of music that I like, and also on on Stardust, um, I wanted my favorite song to be 007. My my spirit and my mind told me that Stars Only Shine for You is your favorite song. Actually, if 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 you want to be honest with yourself, <laughs> so it's just like it's like the songs that I'm that nice. I gravitate to is Stars Only Shine for You and Funeral, and they're also placed in similar you know uh, spaces on your. Right, right, right. Sequencing, you know what I mean? But like this, this track, it's like, uh, I think, and I was trying to break it down last night. Like, why is this my favorite? Why do I keep coming back to this? I think it's like the the simplicity of the track, uh, as far as from a production standpoint. Uh, When I used to produce, I loved using Rhodes. And so I like like the, the combination of the Rhodes and the synth. Um, the, the subdued bass line throughout the verses. Um, and and the voices are just like hypnotic, you know, the voice samples. And then, so you got that on the production side. And then when you saying bars, like the source of my religion leaves my fucking mental missing like that, that just, that just speaks to me on a, on a deep level, <laughs> you know, just, just who I am and, and where I'm at on my journey in life, man. 
Yeah, so I, just, you know, I love when it when, your, when you get into when all that. your peers. Yeah, when all your peers either deceased or up in prison, you yeah. know, like the source of my religion. Like, you know, you, you, when when things start to get so bad in your life that you start to question a higher power, you know, that, that that's when shit's really getting like that's when shit's really getting bad for you because you start to wonder like, yo, I'm seeing like why is it only here? in this inner city type of shit where my all my peers all my friends are dying and I can't see them no more and I'm, I'm everything about me is lost 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 the source of my religion leaves my fucking mental missing when all your peers either deceased or up in prison who will arise when my death is finally televised lit taken straight from my pockets watching my mama cry all the sources around me feeling like CNN If I see CNN, I'll probably jump until my Yeezy's been But then again, my own bad decisions will probably reach me first Drinking whiskey shots, conversing straight with Lucifer I, I, I don't feel like this happens to anyone else around me Right yeah, that, that's, the, um, that, that's where I felt on that Oh, and by the way, the hook mm. Yeah, I wrote that I wrote that mm-hmm. and, uh, I got somebody to do that for me to do some like, choir vocals I love that yeah, that's dope. Shouts uh, shout to my man, uh, shout to my man Ray Mizzy. He was, uh, he helped me out with that one. And um, yeah, I came up with the little like melody, yeah. just to like follow the beat. That melody is is cold, bro. Like, yeah, and then he, he got it, and he was able to like he's he's able to like change his voice and be able to do a lot of type of shit. So it does sound like a choir. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I want this to be the song that they are singing at my funeral. You know, this, that that was like the the vibe of the track. just a lot of like self-reflection with with this track you know it's like um but ain't no ain't no backing up this when the casket is shut and everything around me will either do will or deceased or turn to dust it's like that, that was like yeah you know where where it starts to feel like um almost like a suicide thing mm. like it's like me watching my own funeral was like the vibe of it yeah yeah you know and it is kind of like, in a way, that is kind of like a, a suicide thing. Because when the casket shuts, it's over. Mm-hmm. For everyone around you, like, this is going to be the last time we ever see you when the casket shuts. Yeah. Get a last look now. Because um, there was a, uh, apparently people who have uh, survived things like suicide. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, suicide or death here, but it's it's the idea of, of this, of life ending which knowing that life is going to end that, that is scary for a lot of people mm. because um, when people survive suicide, they say that and if they like jumped off a bridge and somehow found a way to survive, they said that halfway down, they, um, they realized that whatever they were going through was, was, fixable. It was fixable. Yeah. It, either it being not that bad or whatever, but it was fixable. Wow. You know? That's wild, bro. So, you know, everything looks, every, everything gets scary. Like, oh, holy shit, I actually want to live right now. Like, this is like, you know, it's actually happening. Things are happening right now. And mm-hmm. that's my thing. I feel a lot of regret when, uh, you know, in the song. And, you know, it's like, um, th- this is it. 
this is it. This is finally, you know, this is finally happening and it, it's setting in. It's reality. It's, you know, because I feel like Dreamland through the whole album, it feels like I'm just walking this road until, you know, you're finally, it's like the Sopranos. I'm not sure if you ever watched the Sopranos, but um, mm-hmm. when, um, when the main character got shot, spoilers, <laughs> well, when the main character got shot, He's like in this, he's in this like real, he's in this weird world and um, he's trying to enter a house. He has like this suitcase that's like a part of like his old life and they're telling him, you can't bring that in here. It's like this really bright house and there's light beaming on the inside and they're just like, yeah, you know, go join. You know, I think he's like hearing like voices from people that have passed and everything like that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you go find it. Go for you know he's like yeah you're in welcome right. welcome to the club I think they said welcome to the club mm-hmm. that's the idea of you know that's the idea of death and with this song when it ends I feel like that's like kind of the idea of uh of you know waking up and that's like the um that's why the last quote that I use on the song. Anata wa jibun ga kanjiru mono kara hashiru koto o manabimashita. Soshite sore ga あなたが悪夢を持っている理由です。否定することは狂気を誘うことです。受け入れることは制御することです。You learn to run from what you feel and that's why you have nightmares. To deny is to invite madness, to accept is to control. I think with the whole album finally at funeral, I kind of and you know what you have to kind of accept and just in general in life in order to get better, you have to accept your vices. Yeah. You have to accept that you are not a perfect person. You have to accept your problems and that that's the only way you're going to be able to grow. That's why, you know, to in again, where we go back to the dreams you can't can't control. Mm-hmm. But I think in a way if you start accepting now you're finally able to start controlling. Right. That way you find your way out of this dreamland. And that's why uh the last the last song, Cold, Cold. Mm. I wanted it to feel like, you know, yeah, everything is better. At the end of the song it's like, yeah, it's like a it's like a you know, I've always I put but I'm moving, I guess, you know. Mm. Yeah, like you know, and everything may not be perfect, but I'm moving still. Yeah. I stay cooped up in the crib in the days where I didn't want to live. Fuck, fuck that. If it is what it is, then let me live life and roll me a split. Party pills and that alcohol. Them Uber rods when that pussy call. Fluid stop when I leave it all. Back in my bed with blood on my walls. Cause I can't find shit that excite me. Looking up everything that so I'm didn't It didn't have to end at the funeral, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's just like the yeah the funeral is just like you know a way of me viewing my own funeral. It's like right. it's seeing right. it, and you know right before then you're, you're still in dreamland. So mm-hmm. you're you're in this you're in this purgatory. That's why like I put like that little Sopranos thing like where I brought to you like you know at the end of it you know he gets shot. He's in this coma. He's viewing this thing. He's trying. They're telling him to enter the club. Enter the club. The club being like you know the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Follow the light. And that's kind of how it was with this one too, you know. Follow the fucking light, you know. It's like, uh, are are you are you dead or are you in this limbo? Right. Are you dead or are you in this dreamland? 
and that that was just kind of the indication where cold was just the one to like way wake you up and that's why i kind of put like this beat where it's just like it was so melodic it was so like fucking you know powerful to the point where it kind of felt like you know your soul is coming like right back into your fucking body mm. that that's how i kind of that's how i kind of wrote the song to it you know yeah yeah bro yeah. It's, it was it it was crazy to see that transition because um, cause funeral was such a, like a, a definitive, like hard hitting song. Um, but then to come out of it with cold is, is kind of like what you're saying. Like this is dreamland though. This isn't actual, like it's not over. It's, it's just a dream. So you have to come out of this. So you, you're not going, you're not just going to end at a funeral and it's over. No, we got to We got to keep going. We got to keep going. I want to lead it. I want to lead a little bit of hope to it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to leave a little bit of hope to it because I think that's, that's a cool, that's a cool def- definition of just my life in general that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like, yeah, I've gone through all this shit where things could have ended, but I'm still here. I'm still breathing. You know, yep. this is, this is, you know, um, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm still moving around and, it's it's good it's good to see it's good to see that you know that we've been able to you know move around and do what we had to do to to get here you know it's there, there's still some hope man if you know I, if i made it out you know shit and i can only speak on my experiences but yeah that, that's that's uh that's kind of the gist of it you yeah. know I just wanted to leave like something where it felt like you know we we still moving around though and i'm still breathing and i'm not gone yet Right. Still making it happen. Well, Jay, right. bro, this this album, man, I just gotta give you your flowers again, you know, because mm. this this is just beyond impressive. I mean, it's this is a a beautiful body of work, uh uh an awesome contribution to hip hop, period. Like, regardless of the, the notoriety or lack thereof, um, this this contribution, bro, like this is timeless music. And and it was and it was like your execution was damn near flawless. The production, like I said, you're one of the best A and R's I've ever heard of. Bro. Like your the, the production selection, um, the the sequencing of the album, um, which some people may not necessarily think it it means much, especially the sequencing. But like it, it means a lot because you're you're telling the story, man. So what you've been able to do, the the mixing and the mastering. Um, just everything, bro. It's just, it's just amazing. And that's why when I called you, I asked you, I was like, bro, did, did one person produce this whole thing? Because the production is so seamless and so flawless and the quality of sound and the consistency and just the themes, like it, it, it amazes me that you were able to get so many different producers that have production that sounds very similar as far as like the style with the guitars that, that were being used, the voices, the, the samples, you know what I mean? Like everything sounded like one person made it because it was so seamless, bro. So uh, I salute to you for putting together such a cohesive and amazing project, bro. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. It's, it's just, you know, yeah, it just, it just felt like uh, with this one was just, it's like I said, with the whole cartoons thing, no matter what ever happens in my life, whether in 10 years, I still feel the same way I do about this album. You know, at at this moment in time, this is what I felt. Yeah, special, bro. This this is special. But shoot, man, what's what's next, man? We, we in a quarantine. You know, the album is popping. 
you got you got stuff on national publications. You know what I mean? You got you got bandwagon fans, man. What's what's the next move for you, bro? <laughs> yeah, man. Um for me, I feel like it's just um I'm I'm just continuing to I'm gonna keep promoting this. I'm gonna keep doing videos for this and uh I have an idea for my next album. I'm keeping my I'm keeping my lips sealed for that for now. No doubt. Yeah, I'm keeping my lips sealed for that for now. You know, that's gonna be a moment in time. But right now I'm just I'm just putting out this and you know, I might have some more creative ideas with as far as as far as videos go. You know, right. and I feel like I feel like, you know, I'm definitely gonna have to get a little more creative with that. So for the lack of fucking videos I had for Stardust, I need to put out some videos for this shit, so you know, I already have two now, but I at least I at least want to get one or two more, you know, just in so I could really, really justify how much of time I spent on this and whatever it meant to me. So yeah, I'm I'm, re- I'm really just uh, I'm just pushing it. Stream fucking Dreamland. That's 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 it. That's it, man. That's that's the that's the public service announcement. Already. Once again, man, we I, I appreciate you, bro. Your time and just your project and your, your contribution, bro. So, like I said, man, uh, I was I was telling you that I needed to do this shit again, and uh, yeah. you know, we made it happen. You know, speaking into existence, it probably won't be the last time I'm on here. Nah, definitely not, bro. <laughs> but shoot, man, let me let me, let me get up off this thing, man. I got the wife and the kids. They they staring at me, bro. They want to make lunch because I'm over here in the in the living room, <laughs> and they don't want to make no noise while. <laughs> while I'm recording <laughs> go ahead man do your yeah. thing man be, a, no be a family man no doubt man but once again y'all it's the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history and religion collide and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. holla at y'all next time grace and peace